Welcome to Preston Super Show, Season 5, Episode 10. And we are here talking about the Chicago mayor race that is heading for a runoff election after Paul Vallis and Brandon Johnson split the vote of the city people. And let's talk about this for a minute here today while you're having your coffee, while you're having your biscuit. It's no surprise Mayor Lori Lightfoot couldn't win re-election when she ran back in 2019 the political atmosphere was different doesn't that sound familiar at first Lightfoot played really nice about President Trump but her candor quickly changed when she won against Tony Perequinkle head of the Chicago Public School Union at the time in a runoff election for mayor of Chicago. Let me premise my dialogue and frame the conversation for you. Most mayors are only in office for one year, then they are up for re-election, along with the trustees, in some towns two years, but folks, mostly one year. In Chicago, in major cities, a mayor will get a four-year term. That is as much as a governor. That is a lot of free reign, a lot of power, and one major populace of tax-paying citizens. Lightfoot was thrust upon us as a prosecutor who was tough on crime, wagged the finger, an ally of the LGBT community, and other things. Her relationship with top cop, remember that? Top cop, Eddie Johnson, who she bragged about and then later had to fire because of what she said, in quotes, was a, a series of ethical lapses, end of quote. This was one of her biggest downfalls as mayor of Chicago. I'm sure you will read that in a book somewhere. When COVID-19 hit and was ramping up, the crime wave that followed tragedies like George Floyd's untimely death and Mayor Lightfoot's inability to work diligently with the Chicago Police Department continued to diminish the city's image and also irritated the city's residents. Although these things have passed, they are not forgotten. I believe the 56th mayor of Chicago, Mayor Lori Lightfoot's tenure, is marred by miscalculations, being underprepared, and being ill-equipped for the task at hand. The battle over keeping the Chicago Bears in Chicago and not relocating the Arlington Heights is only another wrinkle in the fold. Reviewing TV shows and films, dishing out sports picks and dimes, providing you a slice of economics with a hidden gem tied in. Become a paid subscriber to Preston Super Show 
at anchor.fm slash Preston's Super Show slash subscribe. Thanks for listening and God bless. The one good thing that proponents of hers will say is that she was able to secure the deal to bring the Obama Public Library to Chicago, which is ironic because the person she went to break the ground with on the Obama's Public Library development was Governor J.B. Pritzker, a Democrat also who won his re-election and did not come out and endorse Mayor Lori Lightfoot. They have had an embattled professional working partnership that never looked as if any side won, a true stalemate. And now a new leaf stems from the rye of the ancient past and a new mayor must be chosen. Will Paul Vallis or Brandon Johnson be the next mayor of Chicago? Paul Vallis has the lead if you look at the data we have so far. Now the rest of the people who voted for the losing candidates will have to decide and usually that benefits the favorite from the prior election meaning Paul Vallis has a good chance I think either way a runoff election is a great thing it shows that people are keeping an open mind and want the best option to represent the city of Chicago if you look where Brandon Johnson outperformed Paul Vallis on the map we see it was very tightly contested. Where Paul Vallis outperformed on the electoral map, you see he won by a sizable margin. Paul Vallis, I know, has gone on a lot of media and talk shows, even some of my personal favorites like Mankow. Vallis is a Democrat that switched over when Barack Obama won the presidency, and he's one of the bright spots of the party one of their best thinkers. Brandon Johnson is still a bit of an unknown, worked on the Board of Police Accountability and some other organizations, but we do see that he is a hardworking individual that has surprised a lot of people, as did Mayor Lori Lightfoot. We will see who the winner is on April 4th when Chicago has the runoff election completed. So happy March 1st to you. So there's Lightfoot doing the dance, thinking there's no issue. Don't believe the the polls, only when they're in your favor. And they're doing the dance. Oh, yeah, we can't wait to get to the new month and start off as mayor. Before the new day hit, she was a past thought in politics and you can only wonder what the people of Chicago are truly voting for. Are they voting for identity politics? Are they virtue signaling with their votes? What is exactly the messaging behind the vote?
And for Paul Vallis, he's been tough on crime through and throughout and always stood tough on crime every time I've heard him speak. And with Brandon Johnson, I just don't hear any message besides wanting to win the election from what I'm gathering um, at this point. So I don't know what the comparison that they're drawing is, but it seems interesting to me that we've gone uh, a long time in Chicago without a Republican winning. But here's a Republican, a former Republican and Paul Vallis who switched to the Democrat Party, who now has a great opportunity, a great chance actually to win and put in uh, some reforms that, you know, may help the city moving forward. But ultimately, it's the people that drive the city forward in the, the working class. And there's needs to be a new age of thinkers. There needs to be the new dawn of thinkers. And will that be in Chicago? I don't know. I don't exactly know where that's going to be coming from. But comfortability is something I think we're all seeking. And in Chicago, it seems like it's a city that's, you know, always sounds like it's very afflicted. But we enjoy our comforts. We enjoy our peace. We enjoy our safety. And I think that's what people in Chicago ultimately want to get back to. Now, which candidate puts that forward? Well, the data is remarkable because the data really points you in a direction where you can actually see who is doing what. Paul Vallis, with 172,093 votes, out of 94% of the vote counted at 509,556 votes came in with 33.8% of the total vote. Brandon Johnson was at 103,387 votes with 20.3% of the total vote. Lori Lightfoot, 86,952 votes was 17.1% of the vote. Chewy Garcia, 70,000 votes, uh, 70,006 votes to be precise, with 13.7% of the total vote. So there's a roughly 2.5 million people that live in Chicago. This is going to get close to about 516,000 people who have voted in Chicago. So that's that's not, you know, there's really, that's a double-edged sword. Because in one sense you're thinking, well, if you count everybody, then that's not terrible. But that's that also could be a lot better. And when you look at some of these wards here, because, you know, Chicago is broken up into wards like um, state, uh, you know, states have counties. And then when you get inside, it's broken up into, you know, cities and towns and villages. Well, in Chicago, it's a big city that's broken up into wards where people in each ward has representation and 
Chicago Ward 19, Vallis had a strong 62% with 21,870 votes. This looks to be very uh, healthy sample size here. Lightfoot would have gotten had has gotten 12% there, and Johnson has come up with 9%. And you can go down the list and see in like Chicago Ward 41, Vallis had 72% of the vote. Johnson had 7%, Lightfoot 5%. And then, you know, in most of the wards, it began to go in Vallis's favor and lean towards him and even where he lost in wards 47, 48, and 46. It's within four to five points. Um, so I'm really looking at Vallis coming out on top on April 4th and Chicago having an opportunity to change their direction and change their perception. Thank you for listening to Preston's Super Show. I'm going to give you the hidden gem before I dip out of here. The hidden gem is Quick Change. It's a good movie. came out July 13th, 1990. You're going to enjoy this one. It has Bill Murray in it. And uh, it's pretty funny. I enjoyed it. Ladies and gentlemen, just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night and God bless. Palms 37-4. Be diligent in this season of Lent. Thank you.